Greetings, local citizens. It's Florence Adu, your host for the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around doing something in the world. I'm back with part two of my conversation with Nana Aysen Akiwowo. So let's pick up the conversation again. From there, I was like, well, then every woman who registers for the maternity clinic, who registers for pregnancy school, will get, you will get a sanitary pad. You will get a pads, diapers, wipes, like baby onesies, hats, soap. I mean, like, because then my mind switched because then on my head, I went from like one brain to the next brain. And I was like, let me see what this looks like. Let me see the bathroom. Let me see this. Let me see where you are. And uh-huh. I them, like, walk me through. I came here to deliver. Walk yeah. My delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just partner with you to register these women. And I'm like, feel good. Like I've registered all these women to become, to get prenatal education sure. and come here and have, and, and give birth. When they get here and give birth, what is their experience? Let me see this experience from their eyes. Mm-hmm. So when I walk through the delivery, like I am in labor. I walk through the door. I sit here and talk to you. I have to have my medical card to give to you if it's my first time coming. But if it's my first time coming here, you do not have a sonogram. So you actually can't even tell what position my baby's in before we can deliver this button. Okay, check. We need sonograms. Where are we going to deliver the baby? I'm going to labor. Where do I labor? You labor outside, sit on the bench. If we don't have any more, we only have 12 beds. If you're, we only have 12 full beds altogether. We have two in labor and delivery and four in recovery. And the rest are various forms of where right. you labor through. Sure. So you are person number 13. Trouble. You are going to sit outside on this hot bench and labor on this bench until it's your turn and we can rotate her out and you in and vice versa. So from that perspective, you see the clinic completely different. Right. Now I've labored. I need to go pee. Where do I go? I've never peed at a hospital. I've never had to pee at the hospital. Yeah. I function in a way in which I don't pee in Ghana. I don't pee in Ghana. I right. Don't outside of your home. Yeah. Outside of my home. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not just randomly going to a restaurant to go use the bathroom. Right. So it's not something in my mental that I think about. Mm-hmm. I, in my house, I go to the bathroom before I leave my house mm-hmm. and I well, maybe pee it if I have to go to the bank. I'll pee if I have to go to the bank. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't generally just stop in ran, random spots. But right. because of that, I also don't have a concept yeah. of okay. what it looks like yeah. to use the bathroom outside of your home. Mm-hmm. And what is that bathroom structure and facility like? And so when you go to the hospital and you go as a patient perspective and you go to a local clinic, government hospital, a local hospital, not a private, local, local hospital. And now I say, walk me through as patient and let me see where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Now I see the bathroom differently. Yeah. Now I see this bed differently. I see your, how are you going to, what, what are you going to use to weigh the baby? Let me see the scale. Let me see where's the, where the needles kept. Where's the machine? Like all of it started to come to life completely differently for me. Mm-hmm. Once I came in from a patient perspective and, and played the patient role. And so from that perspective is when we were like, well, why don't we create this go box? And the go box will incentivize because most mothers don't show up with anything. The hospital ain't gonna have anything. But if you stay with our program, no matter where in your trimester you sign up, mm-hmm. who are they come to the hospital for the first time, they're about to deliver and they, they show up for one class. 
but they came and they learned about what was about to happen because they're about to deliver soon. So it's almost like a pre-labor session. Yeah. You get a box. This box is this box. It is a lot of people have said, well, it's just this box. And I was like, it, it's not until you had the wipe shit out of your baby's diaper. Do you that realize you how right. this box means for me this day? Yeah. This box, this day is the difference between me falling into a postpartum, full-on postpartum depression because I am realizing in my mind for the first time that I do not have the capacity to care for this child. Right. Because I don't even have the means to buy another diaper. Yeah. I, don't, I can't even go to this lady and ask her for another diaper. Yeah. I don't have the means. And when you realize that you have brought life into the world and now you, it is actualized that you don't have the means, mm-hmm. like, the thing is here. The baby is here. It can't do nothing that you have it. And now I got to wipe shit off of a baby diaper and put it back on it. Mm-hmm. He's only been in this world for like seven hours, if yeah. that. Yeah. And that's his first, his or her first experience. Right. That puts you into a postpartum depression. That is a, something that we also don't talk about in our culture. Yes. We don't talk about the afterbirth, mm-hmm. how women deal and heal. Mm-hmm. So the box may be just enough for her to function today tomorrow, maybe five days. Yeah. That is five days where this simple shit is not what I'm thinking about. Sure. This thing here is not what, but because if I don't have it, I'm so thought I'm thinking about this thing in such a way that I'm, I'm, it's almost like you go fall down a rabbit hole. Like you can't, yeah, you just keep, yeah. I can't even afford this basic, 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 basic. Yeah. How much to afford school fees? Then mm-hmm. your mind automatically jumps right. for like, like that's everything, right? Everything. Yeah. I'm not gonna feed them. How am I gonna do this? And then you become depressed. And then you and the mother is no longer good and able yes. to be present and care for her child and her family and herself the way she should be. Right. But if I give you this box and the joy that we've watched women be like, you know, may God bless you. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I appreciate the blessing. I don't, I, not that I don't need it. I always take a blessing. Yeah. But, you know, that's the ultimate thank you. Sure. Yeah. Women show. Yeah. And watching women cry and be like, I didn't have anything. Yeah. I was just sitting here. I've been wearing the same sanitary diaper, the same sanitary pad they gave me. And now you've given me a whole, open this box. I have a whole 32 pack of sanitary pads. Right. I have diapers, I have wipes, cement, soap that I can wash my body with, yeah. wash my baby with. I have a hat. The, the hat, you see people like literally are fawning over a baby hat. Yeah, because it's, it's so simple, those yeah. things, but it's like, oh, I can jump. I have a baby hat for my And it's like, it's the thing I take, I took so for granted. Yeah. Always have taken for granted. Yeah. And I, that was the privilege that thankfully I was born into that I could always take that for granted. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that it is that privilege is for someone who just is like, I mean, maybe I don't have it. Mm-hmm. It was the, the thing. So we started doing that. We started raising money through African Health Now on getting people to purchase and donate these maternity go boxes for mothers. And then we started then in conversations with American women, we started to also realize that there was a thing missing in American culture where we don't talk about the afterbirth. So it was like, nobody was talking about that yes. fourth trimester. Yeah. Afterbirth. Ah, yeah. So that's the fourth phase. Fourth phase. Yeah. Okay. So that's fourth trimester. Yeah. Nobody anywhere. It felt like nobody went to talk about it. It was just like, I had a baby. Yay. In Ghana, we were like, you had a baby. Now, good luck. And right. it was like, you have a baby and it's all about the baby. And the mom is like, I have a tear from my vagina to my asshole. Nobody's going to talk about it. Everybody's like, it doesn't exist. Right. I don't have anyone to talk about it to either. So 
we wanted to figure, so in an effort to kind of figure out how do we connect, like the one thing women share, one of the things that women share globally is motherhood. Yes. That, uh, that either the, the decision to either enter into it or the fact that you are in it or that process of being part of that community. And so through motherhood, we were just like, well, the thing that connects them all is this. Mm-hmm. And women in America are not talking about the fourth trimester. No. Women in Africa don't have the means to deal with their lives during any of the trimesters, a mm-hmm. lot of them. So let us create this box. And so we created fourth phase. So fourth phase essentially a, is a afterbirth care kit mm-hmm. that has all of the essentials based on your specific delivery method, whether it be vaginal or belly. Mm-hmm. And for each box that is purchased, for a woman here, a woman in Africa gets the box as well. Oh, okay. So that's how the that's how that one for one model works. So you get a box, your girlfriend's having a baby, awesome. Send her a box. For that box, that one price that you paid for that box, now she gets a box and a woman in Africa gets a box too. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. So who is your your US based partner? Our US based partner is African Health Now. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So we're partnering with African Health Now to get the boxes. Oh, to, okay. To Got so it. So African it. Health Now is now just, this is now the US side because you've always. Never the US side. Side. Yes, because we've always never had, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's wonderful. So fourth phase, through fourth, but fourth phase is a for profit. So unlike African Health Now, which operates as a nonprofit organization. Sure. Fourth phase is a for-profit entity that has a social give back, which is okay, okay, that's awesome. So you started that as a business, yeah. So that's ready, running. We will launch in December. Nice prototyping the boxes now and doing focus group. Um, But yeah, that's on its way out. Awesome. So yes, we are launching a new business. Yay! Let me me just tell you a story, folks, because Nana and I go back. Like Nana and I used to meet at the Whole Foods. Down in Tribeca, Union Square. You, yeah, Union Square in Tribeca. Yeah, Be- yes, both. We were just oh, we would go to both wherever in her office because I was I so believed in what she was working on. I was like, look, Nana, I want you to make this thing something, and so I'm so happy to see this moving yeah. in this direction. It's I'm so happy. Together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell us how to find you and how to find the boxes and buy the boxes while we're while we're on the topic. Got it. So the boxes, the website goes live in December, mm-hmm. um, but the website for now, you can definitely sign up. We'd love for people to sign up, mm-hmm. especially expecting moms. If you have a mom in your family, friend group or whatever, or even moms who've given birth, we'd love to learn about your after birthing process. Yeah. So you can go to fourth phase. Mm-hmm. And is it fourth the number or F O U F O F O U R T H? Okay, okay. Fourth phase P H A S E dot co. Okay. And you can sign up there. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're fourth phase box on both of them. Okay. And then African Health Now is in itself still running and functioning, still doing, we're still doing community health fairs. We still have our partnership with Medina. We distributed over 2,000 boxes to date since we started, since we launched the Maternity Go Box initiative through like getting women to come and deliver at our clinics. We also have, what do you call it? We do birthing kits as well. So we did our local, we did our first global baby shower last year Mm -hmm. where we put together birthing kits to support moms who opt to go back to their village Mm -hmm. to kind of help them advocate to their midwives so that they have sterilized and sanitized equipment. So in that has like a oh, okay. has an umbilical cord. It it has an umbilical cord clamp 
It has a number 10 surgical blade to cut the umbilical cord. Wow. It has gauze. It has alcohol wipes. It has gloves in there. And it also has a plastic tarp. And it all comes in this handy like Ziploc bag. So once all of that's done, you take all of it, put it in, dispose of it. So that the midwife, because what we were learning was that a lot of midwives just didn't have the equipment. But yeah. they were still living babies. And so, you know, it was that old school. I got one blade. Maybe two blades. I like that blade on fire and that kills the gun. I pour alcohol on it or pour some type of hundred proof vodka yeah. on top of it. And then you go to work. And it's very, very, I don't want to say archaic. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's very, very old. Basic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is an old, 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 antiquated way of doing anything. Like, super, super, super before time antiquated way of doing things. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people, it was the way they had to do things and what they had access to. Sure. And for people, because that's what they had access to, it inevitably was the way in which they ended up delivering. And so for us being able to create the birthing kit allowed for mothers to advocate for some level of sanity and sanitization Mm -hmm. for their delivery. And so each mom that made the choice to deliver back in their village, we'd also give them a kit. So, and we did that in Nigeria. I think we gave about 500 kits in Nigeria to mothers in the kind of Northern region who wanted to, who were were delivering at home with the community health worker versus coming to the hospital. Okay. So what is, so so your number 500 and you know, we know the need is huge. So what is your, what is your vision? Like what, what are you seeing in terms of being able to reach people? Like how are you seeing yourself moving in that direction in terms of expanding your scope? You know, you have the fourth phase, which is, which is here. So have you projected how many boxes you think you'll, you'll be able to sell this coming year? Like, so what are you, what are the numbers? And yeah, our goal is that if we can get to 30,000, Nice. Um, that would allow us to 15,000 boxes sold allows us to actually impact 30,000 mothers Yeah, in Ghana. Nice. Um, one of our other things is partnering with other clinics. So it's not just Medina mm-hmm. that we want to be able to provide boxes to those clinics as other clinics as well. And the maternity go box shouldn't be a box that our, our vision, my vision for it is that it's not just a box for the needy. Yeah. That don't have income to do it. Right. Every woman Standard care. in a hospital, mm-hmm. walk out of that hospital with the basic needs, whether she has access to that money or not, or yeah. means or no means, she should have that so that she can at least go home and not be worried about that. Yeah. And so, I mean, for us, the goal, I would love for us to be in every hospital. I'd love for us to be, whether you're delivering at Ridge and you live in Trisaco or you live in a silent, you, you know, you live in Nima. Sure. Wherever it is you live, you right. have the right, you've delivered, you have the right to go home with ample sanitary pads to get you through the night to the yeah. next day, diapers, white, basics. It's like a starter kit. Yeah. It's a basic yeah. mommy starter kit that every woman deserves to have. So what we're working towards is to be able to, even through fourth phase or just through the way we, the work we're doing with African Health Now, being able to supply that and create that need. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing for mothers here is that, you know, in the U.S., I shouldn't have to, it's not going to be, it's, it's usually not on my baby registry. And if yeah. it is, you don't buy it. 
People right. probably go to keep shit for your baby. Like, so why you just sure. So no one thinks about the mother. So we want to just change the culture and the way in which people talk about birth. Uh, and really talk about that after birth process. You bring up an interesting idea about registry. So what? Yeah. Here's, just, here's just an idea is, you know, a lot of people, wherever people register, Target, Babies R Us, whatever, those are your partners. Those are my partners. Yeah. Where we, yes, we are definitely working on that so that we can, by the time we launch in December, we want to be able to be connected with the registry so that when you go to register, the box is something that you can put on your registry. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, sure. Nice. Nice. So definitely, for sure. Because right now we're doing, we have two boxes next year. The goal is to come out with the other, to launch our other two boxes, which we have a vaginal and a belly now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at a healing box because there has been a large number of Unfortunately, moms who have lost their babies during the final trimester, mm-hmm. late, term, late term miscarriages, yeah. that mother still has to go through the process. Yes. Still is yes. going through because oftentimes yeah. she delivers um, yes. a baby. Yeah. And so being able to provide that both an emotional and a physical healing box for her. Yeah. Also, since the pandemic, a lot more women have chosen to deliver at home. Right. And so being able to also, we're looking into the home birth space. So partnering with doulas and midwives, creating an affiliate program. So looking for doulas and midwives who'd love to be involved in work with us. All of those things are in the pipeline. Yeah. Nice. So um, how much, so again, for our listeners, how much is the box? And so now the vaginal box is 150. Okay. And the belly birth box is 160. Okay. All right. Okay. And for each box, for each box, a box is given. Okay. Okay. So you're buying two boxes. It's two for the two for one fifty. You get in two boxes for one fifty. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is quite a bargain. Like it's not a bargain. Yeah. Because the stuff you get in the box, the box is super great. It has about nine items, Mm -hmm. eight or nine items in that range from and they're all all the products we feature are all female led brands. Nice. Two right now, two of the products are black women brands, nice honey pot and karate. Karate is a Guinean brand. Um, it's a shea butter brand. Mm-hmm. It's three sisters, one of whom is a dermatologist, and they also have a cooperative in Ghana. So ah, they, they produce the yeah, they produce nice. the shea in Ghana and work with those women there to produce the shea butters. And then Honey Pot is the dope ass Beatrice Dixon, mm. who has this organic plant based menstrual pad, mm. all, all things for your vagina made by the honey pot, which is super, you know, we're really excited about that partnership. But even the other brands we have that it was we're intentional about the brands. There's no there there are no big box brands. So you're not gonna find and, and this is no dig to the big boxes. There's not a dig right. to the Johnsons in the world. But this the intention behind this is partnering with one women know women. Yes. I know the vagina because I have one and if and I know pregnancy, not because not because my pregnancy would be like your pregnancy or your pregnancy would be like or the next person's, but I do know that on base level, this shit's gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> base base level. Just on base level, I just got base level knowledge that yeah. when your perineum tears, that shit hurts. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so because of that. We're able to partner with, we want to partner with brands that put women first. Yes. And are honest and organic and honest in their storytelling as well and how they talk about their brands and their brand being very transparent. And so that's why we kind of thought long and hard about the brands that we feature in the box, but we're super excited to to get it out there. 
Nice. Wow. I'm just in (laughs) awe. Wow. So here's another question for you. It's called the mindset hack, which I think dovetails well with where where we are. So this is the time when I ask you what's your favorite or innovative mindset hack. So this is one that you can imagine or one that you know of. A mindset hack. So this is how I change my mindset? Or yeah, something that, yes, that has helped you put yourself in in a mindset that has transformed. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna be honest and tell you that I am not <laughs> not lie to anybody here. I, I, I pride myself on being frank, and yeah. and the unfortunate thing is that it's not unfortunate. The reality is that I struggle every day to to click in, mm. and to click in meaning like I my to do list sometimes is so daunting, and I'm always feeling like I'm cheating. Something like if I mm. if I even opt to go pee instead of sending an email, I feel like I should have sent the email. Wow. I feel like I should have sent the email. Okay. If I play with my daughter five minutes too long, I feel like I should be doing work. If I do work five minutes past the point and she falls asleep and I walk past her room, I feel like damn, I missed the whole day. I didn't even get to see her. I didn't get to talk to her. I don't know what she did. And so I am constantly beating myself up. And so I don't know if I have a hack. If one of your readers has a hack to help me, maybe they should hook me up. With I got a hack for you. But if you had a hack, somebody can have a hack because I don't have the hack. Yeah. Like, oh, you should wake up really early. I'm an insomniac. So waking up early, I never went to sleep. Right. Okay, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so here's here's one that I can share with you that is super easy. And basically, it's just breathe. Because everything you're just saying is just a, a breath away. Like, so <laughs> Just deep breaths, my dear. Just deep breaths because that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. And so I think, so yeah, that's yeah. okay. I agree because I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. still alive. Yeah, I'm just alive. just notice it. Like it's just taking a moment to notice your breath for, for that moment. And literally yeah. it's five seconds, 10 seconds is a minute, but try it. I'm going to give it a shot. Cause yeah. I just, yeah, because I mean, I it sounds like you are super busy, you know, being a mom and running these two awesome enterprises and then full-time job and then, you know, just went in household. So it sounds like just breathe, girl. Breathe. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. So we're getting to, I know you, your time is precious, so I don't want to take too much more, but I want to, I want to, I'd like to kind of ask a question that gets into the mindset of you, not just as the worker person, but as the person Mm -hmm. person. Yeah. So I want to, and, and honestly, we could talk much longer because there's so much more that I wanted to, I would love to know more about the things like just the serious business of it all. But I think I want to have you back on a panel and talk more about some of the business, like the fundraising and the the operations oh. and all the board right. creation and all those things, because I think those are also critical things that my listeners. The board know. creation and the fundraising and now the investors. We've done yes. I've gotten investors, yes. which is a whole new foreign language because I was like, what? Yeah. You give me five dollars. How much you want? Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, you started it. I just want to get a sense of this. So, so just really quickly on the fundraising side of things. Mm-hmm. So, how have you gone about funding AHN number one as a as an NGO, and then now the fourth phase? AHN has always been funded by the grace of God and individuals. Yes. And so, I have matched donations since inception. Yeah. It cost us for every clinic that we do on our base. And Florence, you've done one with us, so you know on the base level, just to make it make sense, you're looking anywhere five to ten thousand US dollars. Yeah. To make it make sense. And people are like, that's a lot of money. I'm like, yeah, it costs money. Yeah. (laughs) 
these tents don't pull up themselves, you know. They got yeah. <laughs> I don't have a tent factory. I gotta get tents from someplace. I gotta get the vehicle. I have to get all of the supplies. Like every, all 320 people that show up, all of them need a band aid. Yeah, all of, them, all of them need their own individualized sterile needle to prick their finger. Mm-hmm. Some of them need two and three. So you, so all those things that people just are like, that's a lot of money. So we would raise. We would do events. We do, we have some reoccurring donors. We have, we've done, our board is a, our board now is a giving board. Oh, wow. Um, and so we've done, so that's a great conversation in terms of like understanding yeah. what to have a board of directors. Uh, in the beginning, I think when I first started age and I was just happy to have people that understood what I wanted to do and just was down for my shit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ask much of them and exactly. I did all the work. And then that, tires you out very quickly and ostracizes them. And so they never feel as if it's their thing. They always feel like it's your thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then you finally get to a place where now we understand and we have a board that, and and the boards that I've had in the past, I mean, they've, they've ridden to the fucking wheels fell off. Like they, they were, they were my ride or dies, but we also didn't utilize each other to the best of our abilities because we didn't have, I didn't have the knowledge then. So now we have a really great giving board. And by giving, I mean, they have a board give, get, they meet, we have fundraising, whether it be from email, direct email uh, messaging that we kind of send out. We have our social media platform. We do partnerships through giving Tuesdays and network for good. So we also corporate donations as well in terms of every time someone donates, if they work for a corporation, a JP Morgan, a Chase or whatever, we then follow through that and make sure that we can get that match with their support, getting those donations matched. So it's been by the grace of God and a lot of individuals, mm-hmm. we have not gotten a lot of grants. Right. Um, and that was only because we didn't have a strong grant writer and we weren't writing as many grants. And the work that we do is kind of nuanced that we're based here in the U.S., but we do all of our work in Ghana. And so that always kind of made it hard to get a U.S.-based grant. Right. And our work is not around any one particular illness. So it's like there's money for AIDS. There's money for malaria. Mm-hmm. We are doing non-communicable diseases, which is hypertension, diabetes, right. sometimes the unsexy. And so that's how we funnel through with African Health Now over the years. And cliche, but by the grace of God, we are still standing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, by the grace of God. Fourth phase, on the other hand, as a not as a for-profit entity, also something that I am learning because I didn't go, I'm, I know nonprofit world because I've done it so long and now moving into the for-profit space required a little bit of an education curve and a, and a learn, but we've been fortunate enough to, we did one pitch. I made one pitch. I was invited to an event to pitch and I was like, I don't know how to pitch, but I'm going to go on Google and figure right. this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to figure this out. And so I went and I pitched and we walked away with three investors. Wow. Um, and so that also was a learning curve because that means to understand what it means to have an investor. Yes. What do they, what are their expectations? What are your expectations of the investor mm-hmm. and what kind of investor you want? You know, at this stage in the, in the process, we're so early on that we haven't even launched that any investor that we get now is an investor that has to have more than just financial capacity. They have to have some knowledge base of the work that we're doing so that they could guide us. And so we're, we're lucky that the the guys that we have, um, the guys and gals that we have are just that. They have both the capacity to support financially and, and they believe in the product and they also have the network 
of knowledge that we need to do this type of e-commerce business. Mm. That's very, that's very niched. It's one for one. It's yeah. maternity. It's not even like the maternity world of like the baby me. This is like right. very specific to that after birth period. Yeah. It's a very particular time. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, we're not doing, you know, we're not doing, yeah. Our, our work is so specific to that 12 week period, that fourth trimester. Mm-hmm. Is that niche spot in mm-hmm. terms of how we, the, the mother we target? You're a bit of a market maker in that regard because no one is targeting that market. No one is having those conversations. So it's yeah. now even a bit incumbent upon you to get, use your publishing background to some extent and start telling that story. Start telling that story. Yeah. Because that's like the hush hush. We just see, oh, baby's home. And, you know, we've heard a little bit about postpartum and all those things, but it's real. I don't know many women that haven't had emotional issues mm-hmm. after birth and not to mention the physical issues. Like, you know, not to get graphic, but most people won't tell you that you bleed for a long time. You bleed for a long time. Most people don't. Tell, I remember I did a, after I had a baby, I think um, there's a website called Madam Mia, mm-hmm. uh, Nigerian girl, Antonia. She came to my house to do an interview and she asked me a question and she was like, well, I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, yeah, because bitches be lying. Yeah. She yeah. To, yeah. Not telling you the truth right. about labor and delivery and the next day. Sure. Everybody don't have a snapback. Everybody doesn't have an easy, oh, I just pushed and it was just like, oh, it was amazing. No, some people really struggle with that. Some people struggle with the, the lactation. Like, yeah, you know, it's like to have like this person is like gnawing at your nipples and he can't, he or she can't get any milk and you're frustrated and crying or you've had a belly birth and you had this incision across your bottom of your abdomen. It's like so many things that no one tells you. How do I care for my incision? Should, is the scar going to stay long? If I have a tear, what does it mean that I have a tear? How? What does it feel like to pee? Oh my God, can I go to the bathroom? Yes. This is why you're constipated. This is why they want me to take a, you know, a laxative. Like all of these things that I'm thankful my mom moved in for a year. Right. Moved with us for a year because she was my encyclopedia. I didn't have to talk to my girlfriends and ask them so they could be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I felt like all my girlfriends were having this, like, they were having babies in a daisy or something. It was just so beautiful, so beautiful. I was like, are we not having the same babies? Right? Baby? Yeah. Why is my baby nuts? But it's, like, it's like this whole private thing, which starts from the point that women's reproductive life starts. Because yeah, menstruation, right. it's just like this, like, oh, don't talk about it. And don't talk about this. It. And it's, it has to stop. Hide it. Hide it. I'm not hiding yeah. anything. My shit hurts. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Right. Or like, don't tell your husband. I remember some one of my aunties, I think, I remember what it was that I needed. Oh, I was on the toilet. It's very graphic. Sorry, listeners. It was on the toilet. I was <laughs> sitting on the toilet. I just peed. But peeing after a vaginal delivery is like. Different. Fire. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, fire. Fires. And I, my, I couldn't get, I didn't know where my peri bottle was. Yes. So peri bottle is this squishy bottle that you use because after you have a vaginal birth, the last thing you want to do is push Charmin, Scott's, or anything on yes. your yes. So you have to yes. squish this bottle to clean it. And I called Aki and my aunt was like, I don't call him and have him come in here and see you like this. I was like, see me like what? Like, having delivered his child, like, like, up no. his, I was like, I went in on my aunt. I felt so bad afterwards. <laughs> I went in, I got graphic. I was like, oh, I could call him when he wanted some. When she was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 Aki's face was like, here's the bottle. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to step out. And you That's have okay. It was like, so it's, okay. it's okay. It's fine. I want her to call me. I want to know what's happening with her body. I don't want her to do it by herself. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my uncle was at the house that day. My, they came to visit the baby. And my uncle was like, ah, Nana Pa, she's always renegading. She said, <laughs> always wants to be a renegade. You cannot show a husband as a husband. I've never seen this part. Don't I don't see that. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, hell no. This is not the household we live in. I am not functioning under the cloak of secrecy where I have to secret, secretly be in pain, sitting yeah. on the toilet, dying a right. new death while he just chills and eats jollof rice and minds his business. Everybody <laughs> don't know I'm in pain. Right. Yeah. So, so that's so that, and that's what we're talking about. So again, just so awesome. Okay. So outside of work, I always like to ask. So, are you a reader, a listener, or a watcher? A watcher. Okay. So, what are you watching these days? P Valley. <laughs> you call it P Valley? It's called P Valley. P Valley. The show is called P Valley. It's okay. called it's Pussy Valley. I watch Pussy Valley. Ah. Okay. So, what is it on? Where can we watch? It's it? on Stars. It is. So bananas good that I just love it. And I think the lead guy is Guinean. Really? I saw his name. His last name is Anan. And I was like, I think he's guy. He looks super Guinean. I think he's Guinean. I don't know his name. But the show is called P-Valley. It comes on stars. And it is about a strip club in Chatta something, Mississippi. Some like back, back, backyard town in Mississippi. But it touches on so many amazing things. And apparently it was a Broadway, it was a off-Broadway play that got turned into a show. But it touches on race. It touches on economic development and community development. It touches on culture. It touches on sexuality. It's like across the gamut. Never have I seen a show that was just so, it's just so bad, it's so good. But it's not bad. No, like it's horrible. It's not even bad acting. It's really good acting. The content, it's my husband thinks I'm crazy. He's like, Are you seriously watching this? I was like, Yo, and it the first season ended last ended on Sunday, last Sunday. So this is the first season. It's all the first season. Okay. And I was hooked. I was just like, I was just hooked. It it was I was just hooked. He does look on the end. I think he is. What's his first name? Um, his name is Nico Anan. Nico Anan. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like Nico's parents are Ghanaian. I thought I, Nico was Ghanaian. So too- if Nico Anan is on here, Uncle Clifford is Ghanaian. <laughs> right. He plays the dude named Uncle Clifford, which I think is just so amazing because he plays a, a what is a cross, is it cross-dressing? I don't know the yeah, appropriate Yeah. Looks, is it cross-dressing? Yeah, cross-dressing queen. Drag kind drag. of, but he's a man. And he identifies as a man, I should say, identifies as a man, dresses like as a woman and but is still masculine and strong, yet feminine and supportive and, and nurturing. It is a duality that exists in his character that is so beautiful. I I had never heard of this, and I'm gonna check it out. Pussy Valley is the shit. Yeah, this is my, this is my my kind of show. Pussy Valley is the shit. So <laughs> I have been watching Pussy Valley. That's what I watch. I watch Pussy Valley. Okay, uh, that's my shit. <laughs> so his, yeah. So his name his name is Nathaniel Nico Anon. Okay. I feel like Nathaniel is Guinean. 
I think he is. So we're going to find out. I'll, I'll put that in the find show. Him, if you can get, I don't even know if he makes sense for this podcast, but if you get him, I'm so, <laughs> I feel like I want to be friends with him. New York is definitely in his story because he went to purchase college. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. I feel like Uncle Clifford is Ghanaian. Okay. Uncle Clifford is the best. And so P-Valley has like the girls dance. I've never paid attention to pole dancing. I, okay. I, just, I, I can't. I don't have any upper body strength. So it's not something I've ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see people do it as recreation. And I'm like, that sounds great. Not right. Great. The acrobatics and the skills that these women showcase on this stage. Hello. It is not, it's not even like after a while you start to watch it and the whole that like sexuality part of it is kind of really just about the dancers, the art of dance that women do. There is a character who is beautiful and dark skinned and does not see herself as the rest of the world sees her. Mm -hmm. The world sees how beautiful she is. All she sees is that she's dark skinned. And she's like battling this. She, her, she's in love with a man who is a white man. So there's like this racial portion of it that feels like because he's white, I'm gonna stay here regardless of how he is because I'll have beautiful lighter babies who like all these like racial colorism issues. It's brilliant. It's in the South. It talks about community development and how big big brands come into small communities like that and wipe the community out. Yeah. And because of the lack of education, they don't know. All of these things get touched on in this one little eight episode series called series P, Valley. Really, P Valley, really about the strippers. Yeah. It brings you in about the strippers and then it captures you into their story. And I'm in love with P Valley. Okay. Okay. I, I like it. That's a new That's definitely in the show notes. So the show notes, again, this um, with this conversation are going to be very rich. So please check them out. There's a lot to see. You can donate. You can meet, learn more about AHN and the fourth phase. And Nana, any last words? For- no, this was fun. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you too. Thank you too. You've been so inspirational. Like I am, you know, this is obviously folks, this is a friend of mine. And so since I live in two places, I don't see all my friends all the time. So I'm just so happy to catch up and really get to know that you, kudos, girl. Kudos. Thank you. Kudos. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, local citizens. So that's all for this week. As always, you can catch us at www.glocalcitizenspod.com. Dot com and wherever you get your podcasts, that Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you still listen to iTunes, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts. So listen, subscribe, share, comment, buy a fourth phase box for somebody. Buy a fourth phase box for someone. Donate to AHN. Like really, I'm really putting it out there. Like <laughs> there's a time for giving and health is really important. And just, just knowing motherhood and birth is such an unappreciated Aspect. Yeah, it's an underappreciated yeah. uh, journey that mothers that women go through. Yeah, so people, yeah, they don't. Yeah. Um, so let's 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 appreciate the women fully. Let's do that. And um, my apologies for the sound because I am next door to a construction site. So if you're hearing a lot of big clanging and banging in this, we'll hope to edit it out. But if not, bear with us. But until next time, listeners, bye for now. Bye.